Close your eyes. Imagine. You're on your way home from school with friends. It's a sunny day, as expected, in Houston, Texas. You say goodbye to your friends as you approach your house and they continue along the sidewalk. You walk up to your front porch, open your backpack, take your key out of your bag. As you go to insert the key to unlock the door, it's already unlocked. Your sibling must have beat you home today and forgot to lock the door behind them. A little confused, but not too concerned. Until you realize that your mom's out of town and your stepdad's probably just left work about right now and you know your sibling hates being home alone. You walk into your house, you put your lunch and your backpack away, kick off your shoes. But your brother's not in the kitchen making a snack and he's not in the living room watching TV. You call it his name call it his name again, no response, so you go looking for him. After calling his name a few more times and not getting a response, you become a little concerned. You run upstairs to look for him. He's not in that bathroom, and he's not hiding behind your bedroom door to peek out and scare you. Still nothing. You approach his room, and the room itself is completely empty, but the closet door is open. And in there, is your 10-year-old little brother, lifeless. He'd hung himself. Open your eyes. Sure, this may have just been a story to us, but this was the reality of 10-year-old Kevin Reese Jr.'s 13-year-old sister. Welcome to the first episode of Breaking Down Stigmas. Before we get too far into this podcast, I wanted to share a little bit about myself and why I've decided to bring awareness to these mental health stigmas, in specific around bullying and suicide. My name is McKenna Hallwake. I'm a grade 11 student from Bowmanville High School, and growing up, I myself have dealt with bullying and understand the negative impacts and outcomes that can occur due to bullying and the mental health issues that can arise and are often an outcome of these actions. In this episode, in specific, we will be looking at bullying and bullying-led suicides and the stigmas around each topic, as we try to debunk these issues that are constantly surrounding them. Before continuing the previous story, here's a sponsor message from Canada's number one youth health phone, which provides children and teens with 24-7 access to any resource imaginable at any time of the day. Whether you believe your problem is big or small, anything can be brought up or spoken of in a judgment-free conversation with one of the many volunteers. Kids Help Phone is Canada's only 24-7 national service offering professional counseling, referrals, and volunteer-led text-based support for youth. Kids Help Phone 1-800-668-6868. In this episode, we're going to specifically look at Kevin's story and how if educated or approached differently, the outcome could have been very different. For more information, we know that the fifth grade boy was seemingly happy, as his mother, Crystal Smith, tells ABC 13 News. He was definitely a goofy one, she tells the reporter. But despite being only 10 years old, the kids in his class had a lot to say about the young boy. They wrote things on his desk such as, Kill yourself, and you don't belong here. And after not fighting back verbally, the bullies then became physical, punching and pushing the boy as they knew he wouldn't hit them back. 
Crystal tells ABC 13 that she thought he was handling the situation, as the crying became less apparent after days away at school. At the age of 10, this boy was enduring such physical and verbal bullying, he thought his only option to get out of this situation was to kill himself. How messed up is the thought of that? Not only the idea that he was being bullied at the age of 10, but the idea that at the age of 10, he was aware of suicide and he was able to execute it. Unfortunately, Kevin is a part of a very long list of young children committing suicide due to bullying occurring in, around, or on school property. It's becoming unfortunately quite an epidemic, and it's not just here, it's all over. Ellie Souls, a counselor at Heritage Behavioral Health Consulate, told ABC 13, It is rampant in schools, and I think this is because it is becoming so convert, Souls says. Souls notes that there are four warning signs of suicide. Being overwhelmed with schoolwork, cyberbullying on other social media concerns, and bullying. Most important, Soul says, is to be openly communicant with your children. There's been plenty of studies that show by talking to your kids about suicide, it's not putting the idea in their head, but putting the idea that it's okay to think that way, but not to execute it, Soul says. One way that could have deterred the unfortunate event that occurred for Kevin would have been if bullying had been approached head-on. Bullying and cyberbullying is one of the leading causes of suicide in children. Being why Canada's leading cause of the increase of suicide rates is because of youth under the age of 18. As a student, you sit through assembly after assembly about bullying. You participate in things like Pink Shirt Day and even see posters in just about every classroom about how, quoted, this room is a bully-free area, unquoted. But despite school's attempt to educate and stop bullying within the school systems, bullying continues to recur at a higher rate than ever. Bullet students report that 42% of bullying occurs inside of the classroom, 43 occurring in the hallways or stairwells, 27% occurring in cafeterias or eating areas, 22% occurring on school grounds or outside, 15% online or by text by other classmates or students, 12% reported occurring in bathrooms or locker rooms, and the other 8% occurring on the school bus. Parents send their children to school to learn in a safe environment, make friends with other children, or even join a sports team and learn the importance of teamwork. Yet 85% of bullying occurs at school. Bullying should not be something that's a normal part of growing up, but it is. Every student has either witnessed or known someone who's been bullied. Teachers say things like, report if you see others being bullied, but we all know that doesn't happen. So teachers in specific are unfortunately left to try their very best to pick up on any potential cues of bullying. In Ke Kevin's situation in specific, 
If the teacher had have noticed the writing on Kevin's desk or picked up on his constant new bruises or crying after recess, Kevin may have potentially been able to continue school with a healthy relationship. The second thing that could have potentially changed the outcome of Kevin's death would have been the knowledge and understanding of other options besides suicide. Very few parents, teachers, or schools have healthy, open conversations about suicide. Many thinking that putting the idea of this being a potential option into young children's minds would increase the rate of suicide by young children. But would it, it would instead, in fact, do the very opposite. Letting children and young adults know that it's okay not to feel okay, and letting them know about all the other options besides suicide, or where they can get potential help if they ever feel that way, would decrease the rates of youth and educate them. Unlike bullying, students receive very little education about suicide. The stigmas around mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, and suicide are all unspoken topics in school or at home. In fact, in the past year, in a study taken of students, we see that 17.2% of students have considered seriously attempting suicide, proving that this problem is becoming an epidemic for young adults. Kevin's mother speaks openly about her regrets about not talking to her son about suicide or educating him. If a conversation such as this had have occurred by a teacher, mentor, or parent of Kevin, he may have dealt with these feelings in a different way, potentially calling a help phone, telling someone how he was feeling, or seeing a doctor, or all things that could have had a potential different outcome and maybe even saved his life. topic of reaching out for help, our second sponsor, Suicide Hotline, has a message for the youth of Canada. The knowledge of where help is available is extremely important. Canada's Suicide Hotline is a 24-hour call centre that at any time anyone can reach out if ever feeling suicidal. Whether it's for yourself or for others, knowing help is available is important. Help is available. Speak with someone today. Canada Suicide Prevention Service Hotline 833-456-4566. Suicide is never the option. Suicide doesn't just solve your problems, but it causes more problems for others around you. Kevin's mom shares that she believes he just had enough. Her agony towards the fact that her own son took his life and she couldn't stop it is shared in this video with the Sun News as she was interviewed. I never thought he would go this far, never. And I'm still in disbelief. It's taken me a while to actually own, like, to accept the fact that this happened. 10 year old. Before concluding this podcast, we wanted to send out our condolences to the family of Kevin Reese Jr., a young boy whose life was taken way too soon. 
We also want to reach out to anyone who may be dealing with a similar situation to Kevin. And we want to let you know that you're not alone. We're here to support you and wanted to let you know the help is forever available. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Breaking Down Stigmas. Again, I'm your host, McKenna Hollig. I hope today you took away something, learned something, and eventually hopefully share the information with those around you. Again, thank you. Before fully concluding this podcast, we have one last sponsor message available today by Bullying Canada. They are a reach-out call center available to provide you with education, support regarding bullying. Bullying Canada provides information on how to prevent bullying through a 24-7 support system. Bullying Canada stands up for those who reach up for help. 877-352-4497.